Hey, how's it going, everyone? Thank you for joining me on a new episode of the Music Viewer Podcast today. Today's episode is going to be Best and Worst Track of the Week, week of November 7th. I'm kind of taping this towards the end of the week, and uh, I could assume everyone can figure why. But nonetheless, uh, I'm going to knock this thing out for you guys. Um, Today, on this week's Best and Worst Track of the Week episode on the Music Review Podcast, uh, we're just talking about a few tracks that came into the Billboard Hot 100 this week. Uh, Some tracks from uh, Little Big Town, uh, a little small amount from Luke Combs' latest deluxe album um, came in. Some stuff from uh, Janae Aiko, H-E-R, yeah, and uh, if you listened last week, you understood... um, that last week was just like terribly uh just lackluster i most of it i just did not like i even struggled to pick a best track of the week and this week the case was that a lot of this stuff was just very uh average to good the general consensus on this was just that it wasn't very subpar it was just very average but it was an interesting week nonetheless with the artists that came in we also have an ariana grande track here so yeah stick around to hear my thoughts on everything And before we get started, I just want to let everyone know a new episode of the album review series is up, episode 37, covering the latest Future Islands album, uh, As Long As You Are. I thought that was an interesting album from the band. I kind of thought it was a middle-of-the-road project, but nonetheless, check that uh, album out if you're interested in some uh, indie pop, synth pop sort of stuff. um, From Future Islands, and also check out the review if you have some time. also, uh, we'll be dropping a new album review here soon. I think I'm going to be covering Dorian Electra, so watch out for that. Um, but if you ever have any suggestions, let me know if you're on YouTube on the comments, or I think there's a way to message me on Anchor, too. But anyways, let's go ahead and get started. So this week, um, the top ten was actually really dynamic. We have a new number one and a new number two. Positions by Ariana Grande is number one, and number two is... Uh, after all by luke combs now uh these are both two new entries so basically as i suspected uh two weeks ago i think uh with a lot of things shifting downward we're kind of seeing a new set of i guess batch of tracks that are coming in for like the winter season i guess to the early next year uh so a lot of this stuff like ariana grande's new album which i probably will have to review next week anyways um Then some of these deluxe Luke Combs tracks as well came in. Uh, Mood by 24K Golden and Ian Dior is down to number three from being number one last week. That that was interesting that it was able to get pushed out because it seems like it's pretty dominant still. BTS Dynamite is out of the top 10, which I thought that was interesting as well. Um, they're, <laughs> I guess their sort of traction is kind of slowed down by this point. Um, Oldie, but Circles by Post Malone still making gains up to 18 this week. This thing has been on 60 weeks on the chart at this point. That is ridiculous. And then we're following our very first worst track of the week. Still holding strong. One Beer by Hardy is up to 36. But following behind it not too far is pretty hard. One of our best tracks of the week is up at 43. And then also one of our worst tracks of the week, Heather by Conan Gray, fell down to 71 this week, which I feel like this is finally dying. Uh, But yeah, 
Let's go ahead and get on the first track coming in at 100, Wine, Beer, Whiskey by Little Big Town. Uh, this is uh, an interesting trend I'm seeing in country music right now. It's This is basically another ode to drinking track. But this track really doesn't really, unless you know Little Big Town is a country band, you wouldn't really hear it in this music or even like a lot of the production that we got here. Uh, there's a gritty nature to it. There's some brass and auxiliary percussion thrown in. And then them chorus and nature to the, the track as well. With an instrumental that is just buried very behind a lot of the vocal parts uh, for some reason. Uh, and it almost sounds like an indie pop track, not country. Like it kind of gives me vibes of like mid 2000s or mid 2010s indie festival vibes. Like, uh, you know, a, an early group love track or even if you know the band Givers, something of that nature. Um, or even like a Imagine Dragons B-side. Uh, I thought it was okay. Um, it doesn't really strike me as country, but I give it a B. The next track is Head and Heart by Joel Corey uh, and M-N-E-K. Do not know really anything about um, most of these artists or any of these artists other than Joel Corey is an EDM producer. I'm assuming from Europe that is... I guess pretty successful, but, you know, kind of struggles to break through. But here he is on the Hot 100, and uh, I think I've heard his material before, but just because sometimes I put on uh, EDM playlists because I like house music. Um, and I think he's on a lot of these. Uh, and MNEK, I guess he's just the uh, you know, stereotypical vocalist on an EDM track, but he, he did a pretty good job on this track. This is uh, up upbeat EDM track some European club flavor to this. It's upbeat and bright with this keyboard riff that structures the track. And there's some house flair to this as well. I'm not quite sold on the chorus though with like it's non-lyrical uh, presence. Uh, it's just kind of like la 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 la. Or I kind of forgot what it says, but it, it's like more like a vocal sound. It's not like words in the chorus. Um, to me, it just means it's selling out to be a catchy earwormy EDM tune that charts periodically. Well, it's like one of those. Um, and it, I hear some, maybe some Avicii and Calvin Harris influence here. So I overall, I thought the production and the instrumental was very good at times, but songwriting uh, could do without some of it, but I, I gave it a B. Next one came in at 98, La Toxica by Faruco. Faruco's just another one of these upcoming Latin pop album, uh, artists. That kind of leans more towards reggaeton. I thought this was one of the more weaker tracks this week. Um, I like the way it starts out with like this softer Latin pop jam at first with like some piano instrumentation, but then we quickly get like a generic transition to more a uh, to more of a upbeat and poppy reggaeton track with uh, some synth strings thrown in and some slappy percussion sounds and the transition that it makes later to more of like a trap break town after a certain point. Uh, I'm just not feeling that part as much, especially with that choice. So the writing, I'm just not too fond of it just seemed abrupt and lazy when they went to that and it's just an average track overall the vocals seem average uh production was average i, I gave it a c next track i thought was pretty nice um the, the practice by the baby came in at 96 seems like we've been getting something by the baby at least every other week so um it's not a bad track uh the track heavily relies on like the baby's technical rap capabilities which are pretty impressive at points in time on this track some skeletal produ uh, production choices at times especially in instrumental um some dark and really underground rap aesthetics too I, i'm kind of seeing that side of the baby that i i like i feel 
would like him to explore that more. And I kind of like the effect on the vocals at the beginning that creates that is created in the track overall. It's kind of like this spacey sort of sound. And I thought it was one of the better tracks. I gave it a B. Maybe it's a B plus. I'd have to listen to it again. Next one's our uh, next country track came in at 84, Cold As You Are by Lil Combs. There's a gritty country sound on here. It's very mid-tempo, some anthemic nature, similar to like 2000 country tracks. Maybe I'm not right, but maybe in comparison to like a Rodney Atkins type of artist or something like that. He has a very nice charisma on his vocal performance here, which I think is typical of Luke Combs, but here it's very charming as usual. There's a dirty guitar solo section that I appreciate. Um, you can hear some organic instrumentation thrown in too so pretty decent production here it's not bad i give it a b next track is back to the streets featuring janae aiko uh, by saweetie at 76 um i, I kind of like this track a lot but it, it, there's just something that bothered me as it progressed <clears throat> On this track, you're kind of just greeted with like some all R&B aesthetics um, immediately, and there's a rumbly, bouncy bass line that I give that I think gives the track a nice touch. A good flow on the vocals, some nice embellishments thrown in on the instrumental. Uh, there's like this sort of bad bitch attitude to this that I appreciate, and uh, the ending breakdown is really what just gets to me at the end. I, I really thought this would have probably would have been one of the better tracks of the week, but that breakdown just has this overly bright and piercing p keyboard sample. It kind of just ruins the track. Um, I loved everything before that though, but it's just the, that ending bit just wasn't as tasteful, but I overall I gave it a B. The next track was another like all R&B track, Damage by H.E.R. at 70. Uh, I really liked the groove on this track. It was a nice down-tempo down groove. Some lovely, a lovely tight drum track here with some sensitive bass lines thrown in. Uh, some nice keyboards to, I guess, kind of bring everything together throughout the track. And uh, the really the vocal performance here is just solid. Some nice harmonies and embellishments thrown in. And the track just goes on for its course and it, everything just seems very tasteful i appreciate it it was smooth could honestly gotten best track of the week i give it a b plus next track is another country track by luke combs off of the deluxe album bomb thing and 69 titled the other guy it's an interesting track i think this is my least favorite one of the luke combs batch this week i'm not a fan of like this weird thumpy snare sound in the track uh, especially we get in the intro this has like more of a soft rock kind of daughtry vibe to it which i'm just i don't think that sound aged well and i, I don't think i like luke combs getting behind that stuff the guitar work throughout the track is nice though it's sensitive for the most part uh, it's the best part of the track in my opinion and i feel like the chorus could have hit with some more effect I guess when we finally get there, it just doesn't evoke much for me. Uh, it's not terrible. It's an interesting take from Luke Holmes, but uh, it's not my cup of tea, unfortunately. I gave it a B, though. Next track was uh, off of uh, Ty Dolla Sign's latest album. I think it's the only album that ended up charting featuring most Post Malone, so fi go figure on that one, uh, titled Spicy. Um, what do you what do you know post malone uh, on another clean guitar trap instrumental as you'd expect um so the the only thing that really i found interesting on this track was up until the point when post malone comes in i thought i was listening to post malone but it's so freaking obvious when he does come in 
because you, up until then, you're just, you're kind of listening to a very average trap, you know, sort of inspired, uh, I guess, song. And uh, once you hear Post Malone, it's absurdly more dominant than Ty's performance. And that's never a good thing when your feature is just miles better than you. Uh, so yeah, Post outshine Ty on this track. It's not a great look, in my opinion. And the track is just very meh other than that. Um, some maybe radio filler fluff um, at best. I gave it a B minus. Next track was a cool one, coming in at 34 by Jack Harlow, um, Tyler Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero being, I'm guessing, the NBA player, uh, rookie NBA player from the Miami Heat, um, which I, I guess it's he can make draw comparisons because if you if you want to get very meta, Jack Harlow, Jack Harlow, and Tyler Hero are, are white guys in a predominantly African American dominated. Um, uh, I guess field. Uh, Tyler Hero plays in the NBA. Jack Harlow's a rapper. Uh, both get kind of crapped on uh, in that respect because the color of their skin. But they're both seem they're both you know good at what they do. Um, Tyler Hero surprised everyone in the NBA Finals and the playoffs in general. Um, but yeah, Jack Harlow, the up and coming uh, you know rapper, was on the XL freshman list this year. Um, I, I think I like this track. Uh, more than what's popping, I think. Um, uh, he just has a nice bouncy flow here on this track. The instrumental has this cheap woodwind over it, but it's not obnoxious or anything. It gives the track a, a fun and colorful vibe. It makes the track a little bit more fun, in my opinion. Uh, and it feels more like a free flow, freestyle kind of thing. It just It's not really meant to be like this hooky sort of what's popping type of track. It's more of like a technical, um, you know, show-off, flashy kind of thing. Um, and I, I don't know, there's some moments on here around the lyrical content where Jack Harlow kind of calls out maybe other white people for dissing him for being a white rapper. I don't know. I guess that's the gist of the track. I liked it overall. I give it a B plus. Next one came in at number one. I like this track a lot. It was Positions by Ariana Grande. Um, I like the dry and plucked guitar instrument tone part here uh, at the beginning throughout the track and ariana has a nice and vers versatile vocal performance it's not flashy but it's very well written and executed uh the instrumental flows well throughout the parts of the track as well um some mariah carey influence thrown in the track has some you know sexual subject matter like almost ariana grande songs but it's not overbearing um and i think this is one of the better tracks i've heard from her i'm, I'm they're, I'm very hit or miss with Ariana Grande, but when she hits, I, I do enjoy the tracks. Um, so we'll see how the album is. Uh, I gave this one a B plus. <clears throat> so we're at that point in uh, the part of the show where I present the worst and best track. We always start at the worst track because I want to end on a positive note. Um, I think this is my third time covering this artist, but every time it just does not get better. Uh, this one was so done by the Kid Leroy. I know the kid Leroy is literally just a kid. He's still a teenager, uh, but he's really trying to, you know, stand out in this this weird fuckboy trap scene um, where I don't know what he's trying to be, really. Is he trying to be a pop artist? Is he trying to be a rapper? Uh, is he trying to be, like, some sort of uh, Juice World protege? Um, but th this doesn't really help his image, in my opinion. There's a terrible ukulele 
hook at the beginning that just kind of gives me this very sanitary, you know, bubblegum sort of aesthetic, uh, a la Jason Mraz, unfortunately. Um, his voice is just a very off-putting, some basic lyrical content to put on top of that. There's no payoff on the hook. And then also the range she's on like 70% of the time is just not pleasant. It's just very uh, much sung in a high register that I think, uh, if not strained on his voice, it could use some um, polishing or something. Or maybe just a different choice to sing in a lower register because uh, it just doesn't fit well on the track, unfortunately. So I gave this worst track of the week. It's whatever. Didn't really hate it. Just sanitary trap boy shit anyways best track of the week was forever after all and number two by luke combs um i, I, I this came out of left field i I've, i know i've given luke combs best tracks of the week before but this was really an earned one but the other ones were i think by default but this one just had a charming guitar lead riff typical modern country music but um if it's th this track fit uh, fits a lot more to a true Luke Combs style. If anything, I will say Luke Combs does have a distinct nature and style to him, especially in modern country, which I think is kind of hard to do because a lot of it is just written by the same writers or needs to fit a certain Nashville mold. Uh, you know when you hear a Luke Combs song for the most part. And the production here just sounds better than the other tracks, especially the last one I covered. Uh, some lovely and clear organic, organic instrumentation. It's really really well written in my opinion. There's a melodic bass line that supports the track well. And it's just, uh, lyrically, it's about a, a, a love song. Uh, I guess maybe to his wife or something, but it's it's nice. Uh, so I gave it best track of the week. Um, but that's it for this episode. If you stuck around with me, thank you for listening this week. Um, I'll try to get this one up soon. But um, yeah, hope everyone's doing all right. I know it's been a rough week for most of the world, but uh, yeah, take care of yourselves. If you ever want to leave me some feedback on YouTube, like and subscribe if you're digging it. If not, just give me some feedback, comment section. But I'll see you guys later.